With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's go. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Huda, and welcome back to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brendan Ertle, alongside my co-host, Nate Williamson. Nate, say what's up. What's going on, guys? We are definitely feeling better today. The Saints have defeated the Detroit Lions 35-29. to It's a victory podcast. We're always so much nicer, and we're <laughs> very, very, very ecstatic that they got this done. Uh, before we get into too much about the game, first off, always got to start with the division. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers came from behind against the, excuse me, I almost said San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert. Looked like the Chargers had that one for the pretty much the whole game long, and Tom Brady will be Tom Brady through five touchdown passes. They got the W in Tampa Bay. The Saints, of course, beat the Lions, so they are sitting in second in the division. Carolina looking mighty fine, two straight wins. They beat the Cardinals 31-21, to and the Falcons, of course, play Monday night, and – uh we hope they lose too, but they're at the bottom. True, true, true. Let's we talk. always hope they lose. Absolutely. We Let's talk about this game first a little bit. And before I even step foot into the football field, the four field, what went down that field, the Saints had to overcome so much before even entering that building. First off, six starters being out, and not just six starters. Uh, let's see here. One, two, three, four, four or five Pro Bowl players that they're missing and Michael Thomas, Andrews, Pete, Jared Cook on the defensive defensive side, Davenport, Lattimore, and Janoris Jenkins all out in this game. So their odds were already against them with those injuries. What were you kind of thinking like pregame with those guys out? Man, uh, it's just like you said on Twitter, like the NFL injury list was basically just the Saints injury list. It was was really insane. And in a year where there's a shortened preseason and all kinds of stuff going on, uh, you expect more injuries, in my opinion. I think we'd have more injuries in the shortened preseason, uh, just less time to get physically ready, and uh, we're kind of seeing that. We've already seen the NFL drop off a lot in the Saints. Uh, let's just hope that this was their share of those injuries because that is like, man, that list 
was longer than a Sean Payton dirty list. <laughs> like, if you put Sean Payton as Santa Claus, his naughty list wouldn't even be that long. It was insane. And, you know, it was not only that, but during the game, we're losing starters, not mm-hmm. to mention our most valuable starter, in my opinion, and Ryan Ramchek. And, and that's just tough. That's Anytime you come from behind, it's a good win. And anytime you come from behind when 90% of your starters are gone, it's a great win. It's a great day. Yeah, and Ryan Ramchick and Teron Armstead for a few plays and a little bit of a series. Teron Armstead missed some time. P.J. Williams and Patrick Robinson, both the starting corners, missed some plays too with injuries. They both were uh, thankfully able to come back on the field. Trey Smith as well. He thought he broke his ribs, but he ended up being fine. But he had these injuries that were stacking up, and that kind of leads into my next subject here of why they were starting to get injured a little bit. And this is the main talking point of this game, in my opinion, is what happened before the game even started was uh, the COVID freaking pandemic on the Saints airplane Mm -hmm. and what was going on in the airplane, who was by Michael Burton. And the early uh, indications was Michael Burton had it. He was sitting next to Kamara and he was next, he was by the running backs and, um, a fair share of players came in contact with them. And that was scary for a lot of players. And for a majority of uh, yesterday, we didn't think the Saints were going to play this game. And I think the, some fair share of the Saints didn't think they were going to play the game. Emmanuel Sanders said that in his hotel room, he had someone text him saying, you're probably not going to be playing this game tomorrow. There's probably won't be a game. Look up to a text that says you're playing. So it's just a roller coaster of a ride. But the biggest disadvantage for the Saints, yes, missing six players right out the gate is tough. But Kamara said most of these players were up till 3 a.m. getting tested. And he says Kamara, like, he was just getting done at 3 a.m. And Michael Burton didn't even get to go to bed. And if Michael Burton didn't get to sleep, I don't know who else was uh, maybe stalled up for testing or who didn't get to go into their hotel room or players being worried about okay i i was sitting next to him i was talking to him do i have it can i not play tomorrow and all these different things play uh cat terrell called them the sleepless saints they literally didn't sleep and they came out of this game looking like they didn't sleep Mm -hmm. it's a really weird thing the schedule that athletes get on and you know from a collegiate level on basically these guys are on a strict routine and anytime any kind of thing gets thrown in that routine uh, you can really jeopardize things. We see it all the time where a team misses a bus. And especially if you pay attention to the se- uh, semi-pro or minor league teams where they have these uh, details kind of fall through more regularly, it-, it can really throw some teams off. And we definitely saw that the Saints letting up 14 points early on in the game. Drew Brees picked off on the first pass, which it's debatable whether that was really his fault or not, or if that was just a hell of a deflection, which it probably was both, if we're being honest. But yeah, I mean, it that has to be so tough. That has to be so tough. And, you know, not just from a, am I going to get to play, will I get to play, but, like, am I going to have to not see my family for two weeks? You know, these Saints players are quarantined in their hotels when they're in New Orleans for the most part, last I knew. And, you know, in the little time that you get with your family in that kind of thing, anyway, if you get any, you know, if you lose two weeks of that, that, that's a heartbreaker in itself. You know, it's a long season. It's a hard season, and that would be another hardship to take. Thankfully, that root test came back negative, and then we started to get a little bit optimistic. Yeah, I, I was personally extremely surprised this game was 
even though it was a negative test, I was surprised that it was played at the time it was. I think the NFL didn't really have any idea what to do. Personally, if I was the commissioner, I would have pushed this game back to the afternoon. You don't have to push it back another day. There's no fans. Uh, the Saints, yeah, there's no fans. You don't have to worry about the seats and what whatnot. The Saints didn't get to sleep yeah. on the road. And how easy is it to push it back a couple hours? There was only three or four games in the afternoon session. Whether the Saints won by 50 or they lost by 50, I would have stood by that saying they should have done something. This was a huge disadvantage. And I think it played a part in some of the injuries just because the players didn't sleep. And imagine when you wake up early trying to go to work, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. They're out there banging bodies. So that uh, the the Lions came out, really good first drive, scored, huge Danny Amendola play, scored a touchdown. Drew, like you said, Drew's first pass was tipped by Danny Shelton. Uh, it was it was all Lions, and at that moment, I was sitting back. I was like, "Is this our season right here?" And wow, they turned it around, and they turned it around fast. I, I mean, not even fast. I tweeted out um, one of the keys for us was they need to run the football, and that was almost like not something they couldn't do. But they're patient. They threw some inner to immediate routes, and they ran the football, and they just they stuck they stuck to that. And they got themselves 3,500 points. Yeah, man, none of that's possible without the resurgence that we saw from, well, Emmanuel Sanders, who had a really nice game, didn't get the touchdown stats that, you know, the next guy we're going to talk about did. But E-Man had a great game today overall for somebody that's still slowly picking up bits and pieces of that playbook. We we really counted on him as we thought we would um, these last couple of weeks since MT went down. But, man, Talk about a game from Traquan Smith allowing that running game to prosper because if Drew doesn't have anybody to throw down the field to, that run game is going to be in trouble, especially against Matt Patricia, who is, I mean, a good friend of Sean Payton's. They talked about it during the broadcast. And we saw a couple times when they knew what the Saints were going to line up in, and they just loaded that box. And, you know, they could have sat there and done that the whole game and sat one guy on one guy and played man out in the, out in the slots and everything if they had known that they could just leave Traquan out there. And, you know, Mike Thomas texted him and said, go ball. He did, that's for sure. And he mm-hmm. opened things up for AK and for Drew. Um, so a huge hat tip. Uh, and, yeah, man, they should have pushed that game back, in my opinion. If you're like me and out there listening to this and you watch NFL Red Zone, except for when the Saints are playing, that afternoon sleeve was boring. It was oh, dreadful. Yeah. And I'm uh, my second team, because of where I live in Indy, is the Colts. And even that game was so boring. <laughs> it was rough, man. They should have pushed that back, and I still don't see why they didn't, except for it's the NFL, and trying to explain them is just a futile effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Traquan had four catches for 54 yards and two touchdowns, playing the X spot for Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas, I know he was grinning ear to ear because we needed a game from us like Traquan and not having Michael Thomas or Jared Cook two of Drew's most reliable targets uh, besides Kamara, having those guys, I was a little bit worried, but he really found a pattern, a connection with Traquan and the best game we've seen from Emmanuel Sanders, or at least the most involved. He had six catches for 93 yards and that first hookup where he just, he wasn't open and he threw him open, he threw him back shoulder. That's the connection that we've been waiting for because 
week ones, week one through three, he's not throwing that ball. He he's not on the same page with Emmanuel. He's not gonna throw it back shoulder like that. And you saw Emmanuel right when he caught that ball. He's pointing at Drew, and I don't know what he said, but it, that I knew I know I know they're on the same page now, and I know they're starting starting to click. And once Michael Thomas comes back, once Jared's cook comes back, they're two and two. But man, they're clicking on all cylinders. So that's that's a really good thing. But I'm gonna read off some key stats. Um, and these are this is why the Saints won this game. Simple. First off, 35 unanswered points, of course. Um, they were down 0-14, but they ran the ball 42 times. If you told me Sean Payton ran the ball 42 times while the Saints were down 14 points, I would have never believed you. Never. 42 times for 164 yards. Hats off to Sean Payton for sticking on the ground. And one of the big things the Saints have been struggling with on offense is third down. They were 10 for 14 on third down. So extending those drives, that's big time. And they were one for one on fourth, of course, with Drew throwing that perfect ball to Alvin Kamara. And the time of possession, this is the key thing. New Orleans had the ball for 36 minutes, Detroit for 23. And if you're grinding the ball like that, um, it's the key because we know Detroit's run, run D wasn't good and it, it proved it. They were stacking the box. They had 11 in the box. They could have put the freaking whole special teams unit out there. They weren't going to stop Latavius and Kamara. I mean, mm-hmm. they just gassed him. I was impressed. Yeah, they ran him into the ground, that's for sure. And, you know, that is just it, – it, it is funny, you know, to think about Sean Payton and Drew Brees. But they're both there. They're both playing. And we ran the ball. We were a run-heavy offense, you know. And we talked last time. I, I think the Saints might even be better off if we get more of that down the line just with how good Alvin Kamara has been how banged up our receiving core is, including tight ends and just about everybody, you know, but I think Drew finally had enough of our crap. You know, that's what I'm saying. I think Drew and Sean said, screw these guys. We're going out. We're going to drop a 30 point game. Um, And, you know, the end, you know, this whole team was gassed, but man, what a performance. And, you know, anytime you see an effective Latavius and Kamara out there, you got the rest of the NFL so scared. I, I don't care. If you have the front seven of the Washington football team, if you have the front seven with Aaron Donald in it, uh, you can have all the Watt siblings that you can dig out from <laughs> Texas or wherever they're from. I, I don't care. You know, if you have two healthy running backs like that and you've got Drew's ability to throw that short and intermediate, you should be scared. And, um, you know, the Saints defense really came through today too. Uh, and when it counted, you know, we saw some performances from some guys we hadn't seen much of in a while, and we needed that so bad. Uh, Demario Davis is my dad, so that's all I want to say. <laughs> yeah, he is. Proud kill eat. Uh, Drew Brees, though, uh, like you said, 19 for 25, two touchdowns, 246. If you look on paper, it's not like something game-changing. We're like, wow, Drew went off. But if you were to watch the game and watch the flow of the game, Drew was slinging it, and he was getting on a mad rhythm with those wide receivers. And Kamara only had three catches today. What does that tell you? He's had at least eight in the past – what two or three that's just crazy so he's looking downfield having Traquan Marquez Callaway too he got in the passing game as well that play action really opened them up and he found Emmanuel on some big plays and third and three to ice the game if they don't get that I don't know the Lions could go down and score win this game and Drew trusts Traquan threw him open like a little drag route he was not open at all and he's went up and got that football and it's just really good to see if we, moving forward, can be Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, Traquan Smith, if all of those guys can be involved, 
this offense is scary because what we've seen in the past is just one player will go off each game. Like Camaro does insane this game. Cooks does really good this game. And then others just disappear. But if they can all get on the rhythm at the same time, I don't know how you stop them. And that that's the main thing. But going to the other side of the football, uh, the main thing is in penalties. And the past three games, they've averaged eight plus with over 100 yards. In this game, they only had four for 67. And it's still not great. It's it's an improvement. It's not great. It took um, the, the number four penalties is really good. The 67 yards is a little bit iffy. And it took an interception off the board. It extended drives and added points for the Lions. So something they still need to clean up. But going from eight and averaging or 330 yards of penalty yards in the season in three games. So cutting that in half, getting 67, it's a step forward. And especially with new corners in the game, I thought that would be a problem. But they did pretty well. P. Rob and PJ did a pretty good job of just doing enough. Mm-hmm. Man, sometimes that's all you need to ask for. And sometimes, I mean, when you're putting up 30 points a game, doing enough, that should be all you need. You know, if, if you're stalling those um, those drives out long enough and you're running the ball successfully, you know, time of possession is the best offense against a team like the Lions that can't slow down a run game to save their own skins. You know, they're rated so lowly in the first couple of weeks for a reason. And, you know, uh, Matt Patricia, for somebody that I find is a very good coach, you know, I've been disappointed with how they've done this year, actually. And I love Matt Stafford. So, you know, beating on the Lions is never really super fun for me. But uh, it was kind of good to see a, a solid game overall. And, man, I, at this point, I'm just throwing my hands up and thanking the Pope, thanking God, whoever did this. We made it out of this week, uh, which is very much a trap week after last night, especially we made it through. We won. We're on the right track, as Mike Thomas said, on the road. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Saints talk on the radio, and I was actually really surprised about the reaction to some Saints fans of saying, like, we didn't really like how we played. The defense didn't play well. The offense didn't do this, this, and this. Kamara's going out of bounds. I mean, look at the circumstances in this game. You were down six quality starters. You drop your starting right tackle. You lose both corners for a little bit. You lose your left tackle for a little bit. The odds are really against you in this game already. And with the COVID, uh, not just giving excuses. And for some reason, our games against the Lions are always nuts. It doesn't even matter who's that quarterback. These games are going to be nuts. So when, it was, when they were down 14, I was a little, a w- little worried. But I knew these games are crazy. And Matt Patricia just didn't I, – I like him as a coach. He didn't do enough in this game. I thought – uh, they could have had a lot more opportunities to pressure Drew. I thought when they did pressure him, they got to him pretty fast with Ethan Greenidge over there. But, yeah, the Saints had their way with the front seven, and that showed. And now they get a fresh week and an extra day. They play Monday night against the Chargers. And I don't know who's going to appear from the injury report or reappear, um, but we hope Michael Thomas comes off that list. We hope at least one of the corners, if not both, can come off. Can we see Davenport this week? I don't know. Trey Hendrickson's playing well. So even if Davenport comes back, um, I wouldn't give him that spot right away. But, I mean, they got it done. They got a win when all things were going against them, and that's pretty much what they needed to do. And they got a fresh week. Hopefully we can get healthy in this week. Man, at this point, putting Davenport back in this lineup even just feels like – I'm just frustrated, man. That whole thing is just <laughs> – it really grinds my gears, you know, but – uh, you know, overall, 
this game against the Chargers isn't going to be a walk in the park either. They had a solid game today, uh, like we said earlier. And, you know, Justin Herbert having himself some nice stats. So I think this is going to be a nice test for the Saints defense. You know, hopefully they get healthy. Hopefully they get Marshawn back um, and Janoris and, you know, all these guys back. But, you know, if they don't, this could be a test too. You know, this could be another try and grind through a week. Um, and it'll definitely, for those of us that, Love the uh, scouting aspect and watching these guys develop as time goes on. It's going to be a fun week to watch Justin Herbert, you know, and a fun challenge for him. At the beginning of the season, obviously, we're talking about the Saints as one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, You know, this is going to be the defense's chance to prove that they deserve those Mm -hmm. credits. Uh, And, you know, Herbert is one of those guys where if you get him unsettled, he's going to throw picks. He's going to try that deep downfield. If you get beat by that, though, they might come out and put 30 points against you. They might beat you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's definitely going to be a big, you know, use this week to get healthy, knock them in the mouth early on and try and, you know, take advantage of this Chargers team and not have another situation on the plane like last night. Yeah, well, the Saints game was going on. I had the Bucks game on the other TV, and I was keeping a close eye on that, and it was 24-7 Chargers, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the Chargers were just living off of big plays. Uh, former LSU Tiger Tyron Johnson had a huge catch. Uh, some guys I've never even heard of making huge plays for them. And if they're not getting those big plays, the drive would kind of stall out. And that's something the Saints are notorious of giving up sometimes are the big plays. And like you said, it's going to be a big test for them. Um, I don't know the status of Tyrod Taylor. I think that quarterback situation is a little bit messy. So, yeah. I mean, Justin Herbert's been balling. So, I-, I know we'll get more into that this week. But they lost Austin Eckler, who was a huge piece of their offense. Uh, for a few weeks so he probably won't be able to go in this one probably he won't be able to go in this one so yeah I I mean the Saints are still second in the division and I think they can still somewhat control their their fate they still have Tampa left uh, they got to take care of the division after the Chargers they have a bye week so if they can't get as healthy as they possibly want this week they got the bye week so mm-hmm. I think them they put themselves in a good position winning this game and is the season over no they'll be fine so moving forward, just get healthy. That's that's all I gotta say. Yeah, I mean that's gotta be the team motto: get healthy and you know stay as fresh as you can. Because for a team that's been so deep the past couple of years and been so deep, a personnel wise, which is not what I meant at all, but that that's true as well. But b going so deep in the playoffs, you know, nagging injuries, lasting injuries, they hurt. They hurt deep, uh, especially for a team that relies so much on its offense's ability to move the ball and defense's ability to do just enough it's going to be interesting and if they can get healthy man I'll say it again I sound like a broken record but the rest of the NFL is going to be scared and you know there's plenty of threats out there you know you have obviously Patrick Mahomes and any team that he is on is just always going to be really good naturally but then you know even in your own division Tom Brady uh, looking vintage uh, if I may say and you know, I was criticized by a certain other co-host podcast, you know, for drafting him in our fantasy league, but he seems to be doing okay. I, I don't know. Maybe it was a good play. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, we are a Cam Jordan fan club here at the podcast. We invited mm-hmm. him. Uh, he did not receive the message, and um, he got a sack this week, and we've been kind of giving him a hard time. Got on the stat sheet. Hopefully, moving forward, that he can keep leveling up. Listen to his podcast as well. Hopefully, he'll invite us to his. Mm-hmm. Uh, we invited. So, I mean, that's what he's waiting on. He's just waiting on that. 
yeah, Mark Ingram and Cam will invite us, but huge for him getting on the stats sheet for the sack. I know that's been killing him. He's been getting the double teams. And, you know, mentally he just wanted to get his first. So hopefully that's a stepping stone for many more to come. But that's the last thing I had. Yeah, dude, let's get ready. Let's get prepared. I don't think we play on Thanksgiving. Do we play on Thanksgiving this year? We don't, right? Uh, I don't know, actually. Anyway, we're going to get Cam Jordan another chicken leg. That's all I care about. We play on Christmas, so huh? uh, he'll get some Christmas we gifts. Could, yeah, get him a Christmas present or something, some mistletoe. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, it was great to see him get back on the score sheet. I, I, I don't see how people don't like Cam Jordan. I don't know anyone that doesn't, but uh, if you don't, check your priorities because that, that's just weird, man. But he, he's great. Glad to see him back producing. Hope he can pick it up going forward for sure. Last, last thing before we send you off. The Saints set, sent a request to the New Orleans mayor to have the Superdome 25% for Monday Night Football. So we have our fingers crossed that they will uh, accept that request and have 25% full. We want the Dome to start opening up. That would be hype if we could get um, some fans in the Superdome on Monday night. Yeah, I mean, 25% full Superdome is still 125% louder than the rest of the NFC South. <laughs> and it's definitely oh. louder than that fake noise crap that we're dealing Absolutely. with now. Absolutely. Yeah, and less annoying. Yeah, true that. Less basic. Less basic. Mm-hmm. I need a whistle well, man. <laughs> I know, I know. He better be in the crowd. True. I mean, get him one of those, uh, I don't know how many people that would be, one of those 25% spots. Yeah, just get him mic'd up. <laughs> yeah, man. That'd be great. That'd be a great game. Well, that does it for this week's show. We hope you guys enjoyed. It's always so much more fun when the Saints can get a W, ugly or not. They look pretty good in this one. The Saints beat... The Detroit Lions, 35-29. They're going back to New Orleans. They'll be at home this week in the Dome, Monday Night Football. We'll see you guys there. As always, appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm Brennan. He's Nate. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Let's go. We on the road.